Uh, Shayhan, appreciate your time. Let's talk a little bit about this UTEP situation. Have you ever seen anything this crazy where you're going to take a college football game and move it to a high school football stadium? <laughs> well, obviously, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I haven't seen anything quite like this, of course. Um, you know, obviously, the, the reason that it's moving over is because of the rising number of cases of COVID-19 in El Paso. It's really one of the hot spots of the world right now, and they've had to postpone and cancel a couple of home games for it. But, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, I think, a unique situation for UTEP, too, because of how isolated they are, right? Because, you know, it's not a situation where, like, for example, if, if TCU had to, you know, schedule something somewhere else, maybe you go to Denton, maybe you go to Dallas. You know, this is El Paso that's kind of a little bit trapped in the middle of nowhere. So, obviously, very interesting to see them move 300 miles east to Midland, Texas, but... Uh, but look, the other thing, too, that you say about it is that if there's one state that has the high school stadiums to be able to withstand this, it's Texas. What role did UT uh, Permian Basin play in this uh, this decision to play the game at um, Grande Communication Stadium? Yeah, so I think that there was a lot of discussion within the University of Texas system about what to do next. and. They weighed a couple of different options. Um, and, yeah, so UT Permian Basin, which is a relatively young uh, Division II team and obviously a member of the University of Texas system, apparently was one of the people who kind of put this up as an opportunity, and they kind of reached out uh, to the people in Midland and said, you know, would this be a possibility? And so uh, for people who don't know, UT Permian Basin actually is based in Odessa. They play at Ratliff Stadium where, uh, where Odessa Permian plays. But they do play one game every year in the city of Midland, which is about you know 40 minutes away or whatever from from that area, uh, and and I think that for a lot of reasons Midland just made the most sense. Uh, I think that the the complex that they have there is very new and renovated and and can uh, you know withstand kind of the demands of a college football game maybe a little better than than Odessa could. And the other thing too is that there's a lot of hotel space. There's a lot of resources there for you have to be able to kind of do everything that they need to do, which which obviously, again, especially being out there in West Texas, is no guarantee. So, uh, yeah, UT Permanent Basin was kind of the first little nudge in the right direction, and, and now obviously we're going to see a college football game out there. And when you when you talk about the, the logistical issues, you're talking about even from a TV standpoint, right? I mean, how you get it to look good on TV, the platforms, all the things that you need to do to make that look right. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a huge undertaking, of course. And on top of that, uh, you have to point out, obviously, that uh, they're trying to do everything with kind of a skeleton group. You know, they're trying to have as few players there as possible, as few coaches there as possible. They're only going to let sort of essential personnel into the stadium. And the other thing, too, is that there aren't going to be fans allowed for this game uh, at this time because of, you know, again, all of the complications around Conference USA. And so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a real... uh, question mark about how all that's going to happen now the good news from a tv perspective i mean it's kind of weird news is that it's going to be only broadcast on espn plus so they usually do kind of go a little lighter on the angles and stuff so you think maybe you know you think that they maybe try to go with a very bare bones crew from that perspective but again you know i mean going out to midland is, is never an easy task for you know even a network like espn so it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it yeah, let me ask you. I'm sorry. Let me ask you this: landscaping on recruiting. How, how do you see with with the COVID spikes? How, how do you see these the, these major, especially these Power Five schools, 
shifting gears here and trying to get into the recruiting and get into the recruiting season. Is, is it all going to be, you know, is it all going to be virtual or are or, or, or guys thinking that they're going to start opening their campuses up where these kids can go and visit and start that recruiting process? Yeah, I mean, this is obviously such a difficult year to be a senior high school recruit. Um, you know, I, I think the reality is, right, at this point, we're kind of just running out of time. Uh, you know, obviously, in previous years, there was that early signing period, and I'd imagine that, you know, I, I don't know if there's been an official word on that, but I imagine that that's going to potentially be something that goes away just for this year at least. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether a lot of kids are going to get the chance to kind of have an official visit. That might just be out of the question at this point. And so – you're going to be talking about kids who have primarily met with their coaching staff over Zoom, who have primarily done visits over Zoom. Um, you know, I know that one big thing that a lot of programs are doing is trying to do some virtual tours, but it's not the same as being there, obviously. So I do think that this year, from a recruiting perspective, the other thing actually I want to mention real quick is, is obviously the evaluation time for these, high, for these college coaches is cut down because you didn't have camps and you didn't have a spring evaluation period. I mean, it's definitely going to be a weird year of recruiting, and I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years we look back and, and wonder how some of these kids got missed and, and how some of these kids didn't. Visiting with uh, with uh, Shehan J. Araja from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, back to the game being moved. Could this be a, for lack of a better term, a, a test game? Is this an example for other other schools, other universities to say, hey, look, if, if we need to, we can – Try to find some place that's that's a little safer for our for our student athletes. And could you see other games if this works well? Could you see other games being moved instead of postponed? Well, I think that that's a good question. So the one thing that I'll say is that there's already been some rumbling that if this were to go well, that Utah could actually potentially move the remainder of its home schedule uh, to Midland. Now that's very you know unclear at this point. That's very kind of up in the air at this point. But from that perspective, I think that is going to be a little bit of a test case. You know, for everybody else, I think it's difficult, you know, because I think that the one thing that you say is that for, take a school like Texas A&M, who just had its game postponed this week, you know, you don't want to give up the home game at Neyland Stadium, for example, if you're Tennessee. You know, you don't want to give up the game at Kyle Field. Uh, you know, and, and obviously you don't want to give up the game in the Sun Bowl, but things haven't necessarily gotten that bad uh, in other places as well as they have in El Paso. So, I think that this is going to be something that maybe some of the group of five teams could take a look at. And the other thing, too, is obviously, you know, we're planning to have small college football potentially played in the spring. I'd imagine that that would also potentially be a possibility there. But uh, but look, if this goes well, obviously, I think that that opens the door to some other things being on the table. But, but like I mentioned at the beginning, too, I think that UTEP is in a unique position just because of where it kind of is so uniquely in El Paso. Shay, I want to switch gears on you just a little bit. I know you're a Baylor grad. What are your thoughts on uh, the Bears this season and everything that's transpired uh, here in Waco? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's obvious that they've underperformed relative to what we maybe thought they could be coming into the year. And there's a, a ton of context that, that makes that reasonable, obviously, starting with all of the, the COVID issues that Baylor has dealt with. Really, really as bad as anybody, I think, in the Big 12 at this point. Um, but, you know, look, I think that it's been a little slower of a build than we expected. And now you lose Squirrel Williams. Now you lose, you know, a guy who I thought could be an All-American in Terrell Bernard. Uh, things are only going to get harder, I think. But the thing that I'll say, right, is that I think that, you know, it's easy to say this now, now that we've seen some games and seen some practices. But first of all, you lost all of that spring uh, practice time. 
you know, not just from the perspective of getting guys along from a player perspective, but also getting this coaching staff built together. So many of the guys who Matt Rule brought in in that first staff even had worked together, whereas this is a whole bunch of new guys together. And I think that we're starting to see that, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that guys are still trying to get on the same page. And, and then obviously you mentioned, you know, Dave Aranda being a first-time head coach. I think this is just going to be a little bit of a process for him and maybe even a little more than we expected. But there's nothing that's happened so far that makes me think that they're in any trouble or that long-term there should be any worry. I, I think it's just been a little bit more growing things than we expected. Hey, Shayhan, man, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for popping on and, and sharing the, uh, the information with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And uh, that is uh, Shayhan J. Araja from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine.